0: the cga tour a podcast unlike any other now your host calvin alexander welcome back to the latest episode of the cga tour podcast i'm your host calvin glenn alexander and on this episode of the podcast i have none other than bedlam brother co-founder and best friend of mine walter agnitz joining me walter
1: how's it going calvin it's so great to see your wonderful face Uh, before we kick things off there's something that we need to we need to discuss okay it is your birthday today that that is true congratulations and happy birthday brother thank you so much
0: thank you that's uh always good to turn 27 in oklahoma city while weirdly during a covid pandemic but it happens
1: i was gonna throw you um this ginormous party you know models celebrities all the you know the glitz and the glamour of the party unfortunately due to the pandemic that that, that just wasn't an option. So, uh, my birthday is also canceled. So, your birthday would party, also be yeah. canceled. Yeah, yeah. it's so, the same thing. I mean, it's not canceled, but the party that was going to have all the superstars and all the models for the you that I had surprised it, unfortunately, was canceled.
0: Right. Like we we may be recording in person for this one, but we are six feet apart still.
1: Yeah. I mean, we yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. Um. Well, hey, you know what? We'll just wait till next year, right? Hopefully, the pandemic won't be around then.
1: Yeah. Let's hope. Let's, let's hope, really hope. Let's hope
0: for sure. Well. I know the thing that both you and I used to talk about a ton was between Oklahoma State football, college football, but mainly Oklahoma City Thunder, to be honest. Especially Thunder coming in Oklahoma City in 08, of course, progressing throughout the years with the Bedlam Brother podcast. And now we get to talk about Chris Paul playing for the Thunder back again in Oklahoma and uh, their playoff chances for this year, too.
1: Dude, It's just crazy. Uh, the continued success of the Thunder um, and, you know, how lucky we are um, as such a new sports franchise city to just have the continued success. Um, we all thought it was going to be a rebuilding year. Obviously, uh, Chris Paul said, no, that's not going to happen. Um, and honestly, this team, I like their chances of, you know, at least getting out of the first round. It's, it, it's the really exciting team. Um, they've got depth, um, Steven Adams, and the, at least in these preseason games, um, ha, ha, has just been, looks like he's, Slimmed down a little bit. He's super fast. Agility. He was dunking like crazy. Um, on the pick and roll, especially just being able to run to the rim and just being able to grab it and dunk it. Um, really impressive so far.
0: I believe, and I believe this for a while, a healthy Stephen Adams is a feared Stephen Adams for any other team. Especially, like, if, if somehow we match up against the Rockets in the first round and they don't have a center. You know, um, PJ Tucker's their center. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Um, you know, I was watching that game last night against the Mavs, and still right now I'm kind of reeling going, how in the world did the Mavs lose that game? But, you know, the Rockets, when the Rockets are able to make you play with your guards, and your guards have to win the game, but even Adams could be getting
1: 20 boards in you know, the Rockets game. Thunder's got to stop from shooting threes. It's amazing. You see why Kristaps Porzingis went for 38 last night. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just a little surprised that they didn't just leave Boban out there and just said, "Okay, Boban, go down yeah, in and out of the it. lane every three seconds, and then they'll just throw it up to you and you just dunk it." Um, I mean, seriously, that game ended up being what 149, 152 to 149 or something, some score yeah, like that, something crazy. And
0: I know there was overtime, but it was still like in the 120s, you know, with comments left and, and then the game slowed down.
1: First game back, but um, that was probably one of the wor- that was like defensive level of an All Star game. Um, was ridiculous. And of course at the end, Rockets got really lucky with James Harden missing that free throw and a prayer of a tip in by Robert Covington, um, send it into overtime. Of course, Russell Westbrook, it was phenomenal. Of course, James was good. Um, and they were able to sneak out a win, which I mean is an important game. I mean, pretty much a uh, seventh seed through the third seeds, maybe just a couple games being decided. Um, and of course the thunder in that mix. So it was really important for the Rockets to get that W. Yeah. Um, Good for the Rockets. Of course, I would. I always wish the Mavs would just beat
0: them because I, I would rather play the Mavs in the first round, to be honest. But we can get into that in a second. I actually want to talk about the Thunder players and if they kneel and what's been threatened against them by
1: the Oklahoma State Rush oh Yeah, so uh, I didn't even know this was a town. I thought this was an item that you put in your pasole. but apparently there's a town in Oklahoma called Hominy, and there's a representative there named Sean Roberts who supposedly is going to issue something um a, uh, to uh, if the thunder players kneel during the national anthem which of course they're going to do rightfully right. so. Oh yeah. yeah. Um and you know just understand that they're not kneeling as a sign of disrespect to the flag. I mean, you think about it when a player is injured, they take a knee. That's kind of what we're acknowledging here that hey, we're Supporting the flag, we're supporting the troops and all that, but we have to admit to ourselves that we're not perfect. Um, there's some things going on in society. I know the town of Hominy probably has one police officer and maybe 50 people and they all get along and just fine. But Sean Roberts needs to realize that um, we have problems, real world problems that need to be solved. But anyways, he's going to introduce a bill to supposedly cut the tax funding um, for the Oklahoma City Thunder, the uh, the the credit that they received from moving in, which was set to expire in 2024. But I guess they're getting some sort of tax rebate um, for moving the team here. Um, But yeah, um, just absolute uh, craziness. Why would you do that? Everyone's excited for the Thunder to come back. Um, They're coming back 2.30 today. And then you're going to uh, put a damper on that and just um, put actually a shine a black light on Oklahoma because you know, Oklahoma City and Tulsa were, are very, you know, we're big cities. We're metropolitan cities. And, you know, we stand with the, the Black Lives Matter movement. I mean, we have we have protests just like everywhere else, yeah. um, rightfully so. And um, because this clown wagon and 1,000 population hominy decides he wants to make news and throw a fit about it, um, we're now having to talk about this. Um, I wish he would try to uh, improve the city of hominy or the town. I don't even know if it's a, if it's a city. I guess it's a town. Um, how about uh, instead of going after the thunder how about you just try to do your job and uh, try to educate people because I'm from Oklahoma City born and raised and I did not know this town existed until last night so how about maybe you try um trying to get the rest of the state you know to understand that you're a town first and uh, you know maybe maybe you try to bring a Walmart or uh, maybe something else, like maybe a stoplight Yeah
0: PR I think this guy really needs to work on his PR image you know yeah, instead of In, this instead of yeah now it'll be. Now there might be some of his uh, fellow supporters that I am sure you know. You and I've seen through the Facebook area or whatever from people we know within Oklahoma or Twitter or whatever that would agree with state rep. But there are going to be few and far between that travel all the way out to Hominy County or wherever it is um, to actually follow through with this. And on the other hand, you know there there are opportunities to be good for Oklahoma City. Right. Like playing on a national stage, playing on a national TV audience and not just being known as a state for just football. Uh-huh. You know, um, you know, great Oklahoma State basketball has been good for, you know, it's good for a while with Eddie Sutton. But since then, we're, we're looking for that comeback up, you know, in basketball, at least for you know, Oklahoma State. And, you know, you basketball's got Trey and uh, Trey Young and Blake Griffin. But at the end of the day, you want to keep starting a positive light on your state. And I would really, really hope that there was somebody else either in the state of Oklahoma or just somebody, period, who knew this guy who would go, yeah, man, hey, uh, why don't you go and take that back so that the announcers don't spend five to ten minutes talking about this before the game today. And instead, they reflect on the Oklahoma City Thunder and keep talking about Oklahoma City's surprising run to the playoffs and all that good information that you, I, I think that you and I would want to hear more about instead of a guy who's trying to shine that black light or whatever. And, you know, at the same point, like, all right, so be it. We knew probably somebody was going to have offense with it. Might as well be the thunder with, you know, Chris Paul's, the player association, um, excuse me. Yeah. Player association president. president yeah, as well. So, you know, it just seems like, all right, dude, like one, who in the heck are you? There's no way that you can do this. Two, I'm glad it wasn't the governor. You know, I'm I'm really
1: glad, like, really glad about that, too. Wow. Yeah, no, that's a great point. It's just a joke. Like, you're threatening an NBA franchise. You understand the NBA is one of the most popular sports leagues in the world. And for somehow, we got lucky and we were able to land this team. Do you think that, you know, there's not a million other cities that would love to have an NBA franchise? I mean, it's crazy to think that that he thinks, "Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna show them, and they're gonna back down." Like, no, they are the Oklahoma City Thunder. They are an NBA franchise. I mean, we are extremely lucky to have them. I mean, just think from a business aspect about how many people in the Oklahoma City area have stayed as young adults because you know all the different streams of revenue that the Thunder have brought in. You know, hotels, restaurants, just excitement, entertainment, value. I mean. Oklahoma City has grown so much just because of the Thunder. And a lot of people have stayed, probably me included, have stayed in Oklahoma City because we get to go to a lot of NBA games, which is extremely exciting.
0: Yeah, and in that aspect as well, you get to see other teams that are famous teams, the Lakers and Celtics. And you get to be able to see just um, the biggest stars in the NBA, right, in your city, even if your team doesn't have them. And for a while, Oklahoma City did have them. You know, had two MVPs play in Oklahoma City and get their MVPs in Oklahoma City. Had another guy who won an MVP later um, with another team in the Rockets and James Harden. But yeah, it's been it's been great overall for the state and everything like that. I I do actually have a question for you here when you talk yeah. about how lucky we are to have Thunder. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but go
1: ahead. I think you got a point to say. Real quick, well, right? you know, n- not only the the benefits of having. Um, the Thunder here for other small businesses and boosting the economy, the players here, they all have start non-profit foundations or they're Mm -hmm. all teamed up with it. You think Russell Westbrook with the the tornado that went through more, um, you know, the Thunder cares, the Thunder paired up with CAA and Tulsa recently, which is really exciting. And, you know, I know we don't like saying his name, but once Kevin Durant left, um, he was still involved with the community, with the positive tomorrow school not only that donating the amount of money needed to i think purchase land to build a school building um so i mean it's it's it'd be one thing if these players don't like it here but they obviously do they obviously invest in this community um and it you know there's more than just russell and 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 kevin i know the other players do as well um i remember hearing a story about our favorite backup point guard raymond felton um when he was taking one of the uh player or doing one of the shopping sprees with the kids at Target um he was given a limit by the Thunder and he said don't worry about the limit go over it and they went over it and he paid for it um i know and he's not the only player to do that so really just what a great thing the Thunder are how lucky we are yeah and and for him to to try to belittle them or say they're wrong is just it's just crazy it's just, it's just wrong. It's just wrong.
0: Right. It feels like a PR move, but in the other direction and, for this guy. And, and it know? makes,
1: makes me, it makes me angry that this is the day before we've had great games. Um, the Clippers Lakers game was great. The Jazz, um, the Jazz Pelicans game was great. Obviously, last night was great, and now it's led up to the Thunder Jazz two thirty. Extremely excited, and this put a damper on it. But um, you know what? I, I've let it out of my system, and yeah. I'm definitely ready for two thirty.
0: There we go. Well, so my my question to you is, is you brought up how lucky we are to have the Thunder. Yes. You brought up how lucky, uh, you know, Oklahoma City is to have a professional sports team. Yes. But it kind of makes me think here, Oklahoma City is one of the very few teams, very few cities, I believe. Excuse me, that has just one professional sports team mm-hmm. in the area. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, you, um, you know, I would talk about you know San Diego's another one. They have just professional baseball. And I go Padres. Yeah, go Padres. I talked about Cincinnati. I believe they just have the Bengals. Just have the Bengals. Yeah, I don't uh, think they have an NHL team that I'm aware of.
1: San Antonio.
0: San Antonio just has the Spurs.
1: Jacksonville.
0: Uh, yep. Jaguars. Jacksonville. Um. So I mean, so I guess there's you know there's five there or yeah. whatever. But at the end of the day, like you know, Pittsburgh even has the Penguins and the Steelers, yeah. right? Yeah. And you, you go on and, and
1: most, on. You, most cities have more right. People.
0: So, let's say the NBA, NFL, um, NHL, mm-hmm. MLB expand. Mm-hmm. Let's say you have any city that currently does not have any professional sports team. Which city would you go to and with what
1: organization, like with what okay. league? So, the 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 thing is, is what league and then it would go to a city that doesn't have a professional sports team. Exactly. Yeah. None, no professional sports team at all. Uh oh, that's an interesting question. Off the top of my head I would think maybe Austin would be a spot for a professional Ooh. sports team. Um, yeah, what would you bring though? Cuz they already have I mean they've got Texas. They have Texas but they're they're growing so much. I'm maybe, I maybe mean, no, I don't baseball it's so hard to convince yourself that they need to expand. So anywhere you think is probably pl- problematic to bring right. a baseball team. Um so I'd probably go I don't know. Maybe an NHL team would be good in Texas. I mean, they got the Dallas Rangers, or not? Is that the Rangers? Dallas the Stars. Hockey team. Stars. Dallas, Dallas Stars. Stars. Rangers. Yeah. The, yep. the baseball team. My bad. You're good. Um. Yeah. Austin. Let's see. What other? What other great city deserves a franchise? Hmm.
0: See, my thing is, I would go.
1: St. Louis has a team.
0: I'd probably go to Louisville.
1: Louisville. Louisville okay.
0: Dude, they have. So, um, Louisville plays in basically like the basketball team plays in almost an NBA type of arena. Mm-hmm. They play in what what you and I have known before as like not necessarily the, you know, Ford Center, Chesapeake Arena, all type of stuff, mm-hmm. but they play in more of like a BOK Center mm-hmm. type of thing where it's like a concert venue, like a pretty, you know, pretty darn good concert venue, but also just NBA arena and stuff and that's currently kind of Louisville plays in the same kind of arena Mm -hmm. of course in Louisville Kentucky so I'd say all right let's go and bring NBA there you know Mm -hmm. and then I would love to see the NBA go back to um, Seattle but the next closest thing in my mind here of this kind of idea Mm -hmm. is to Vancouver and I I would say yeah I mean you just had an NBA champion is you know from Canada this past yeah, year no, yeah um
1: canada is definitely growing nba wise i mean you saw that that championship parade in toronto that was absolutely yeah. crazy so no canada be a perfect spot for an nba franchise
0: we could do a uh, big name switch around too if vancouver gets their team back mm-hmm. or they get the grizzlies name back memphis gets the jazz name back or at least maybe new orleans gets the jazz name back um and we just tried to all figure it out from yeah, there. Yeah, at that point, it would get too confusing as far as uh, company records. <laughs> yeah, that's record. true. That's true. Um, so we've got the Vancouver Grizzlies. We're gone for only 20 years, and then they're back, you know, or whatever I, it would be. I can't believe it's been that
1: long. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I watched the uh, I watched old. the
0: Finding Big Country doc mm-hmm. um, that was on ESPN with my dad. It was really good. The, the way it sets up, though, just to kind of forewarn you, where it's, we cannot find Bryant Reeves. To me, as an Oklahoma State alum, it's like, all right, this dude has been on the sidelines for years at Oklahoma State games to watch his son, Trey Reeves, you know, play. And also, he's just been around Oklahoma State athletics. Like, if you're trying to find a player, it's like, all right, I'm going to call their college as one of the few calls, you know. But then you have cutscenes back and forth. I, I think it's a little tongue-in-cheek in that instance because you have cutscenes back and forth where – the woman's, like, trying to find big country on all type of stuff, whatever, and then she does end up working with Oklahoma State Athletics, but she has to be, like, super she tired or whatever. Yeah, that. yeah, and uh, kind of, like, the gimmick. call up whoever Vancouver, you know, yeah. past and stuff. But then once you see Brian Reeves, you know... um, I mean, I, I just kind of forgot how good he was, how, yeah. I mean, amazing, you know. Shaq has, like, sound bites in there as well that are cut together from different clips that are good, yeah. too.
1: I won't forget that half-court heave at the buzzer to tie yeah. the game. Here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Crazy shot.
0: Amazing. And then the other doc, Um, you watched the Eddie doc, right? Oh,
1: fantastic. Yeah.
0: So, what was what were your thoughts? Because you're, you're, I mean, I think everyone knows at this point. Like, I am the Oklahoma State fan of stereotypeness, right? Yeah. So... You know, the Oklahoma State homer, all types stuff, and, of course, Salon. So what was your thought as, you know, some guy who grows up, you know, as a guy who grows up in Oklahoma, likes basketball a lot, but not an Oklahoma State fan necessarily?
1: I mean, I never hated Eddie Sutton. I've always yeah. respected him. But this documentary just took it to a whole nother level, telling me stories I, I didn't know. I grew a lot of respect for him. Um, as far as, you know, when you see these coaches and athletes, you think that they're invincible and all this. And, um, you know, maybe even with Kevin Durant, um, we've learned that these players have demons. Kevin's obviously isn't substance abuse. Um, it's maybe more of a, you know, personal, uh, you know. But with Eddie, to realize the the battle that he had to fight. And and it, it's a little sad that in the end, um, he it, it's not a battle that he wins until very late. Um, that he wins it for a little bit, and then he has to start battling it again. Um, but, and then... So just it, having to battle that, I didn't realize. Um, but then also some of the good stuff, like um, the perm. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Uh, it, it You know, I'll always remember the football pads. And I don't think yeah. they covered that in the doc. I w- kind of wish they did with the Graham brothers. I, w- I really wish they'd interviewed the Graham brothers um, in that doc. But, you know, I understand Bill Clinton, Jerry Jones, Dwayne Casey, who I didn't even know was his assistant coach. Yeah. Um, it was terrific. And then to kind of just sum up his legacy, the remember the 10, um, and how, how hard that was on him and, and just how well he handled the situation and, you know, uh, how sad it is. And, but just as a leader, what you have to do to overcome that and the continued success that he's had with the program, OSU, um, Arkansas, he went to, he went to Idaho and he said, where's the school? And they said, oh, we're still building it. Yeah. So to go from Jinx, right? No. High school in Tulsa. Yep. To take a job at a school that's not even built yet. It takes something that I don't have.
0: Yeah. I I do not (laughs) have that whatsoever. And any something that's interesting to me because as I watch more and more of the footage and stuff like that, I understand how – how long of life he had but at the same point how different like i mean it's gonna make me sound just like an idiot but i mean it's really like how different life was just 50 years ago you know for everyone or just 70 years ago or whatever because all of a sudden you you know it reverts back to black and white and Sutton's working like you know with his hands in the farm with his dad you know what i mean whereas yeah i went to high school in a you know (laughs) urban city you know what i mean and you know in Oklahoma city and stuff like that where you know i probably knew a couple people in high school or whatever that were helping out kind of farm situation all stuff because we had you know we could have kids from anywhere in the state go to our high school um but then again i probably didn't you know yeah and on the same point then when i got to college like you know, I'm, I'm just, like, I know there were definitely kids going into Oklahoma, going to Oklahoma State that are from just all over the country. I mean, I know a kid from New York, new kid from California, but also I know that there are plenty of kids who I probably never interact with that much because they're in the ag um, uh-huh. ag school, but, you know, who were doing the same thing or grew up more like Eddie Sutton than more as like me who grew up in the city. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And that kind of gave me a big appreciation for Eddie Sutton's t- toughness, hard work, you know, work effort, all type of stuff. Like my dad sucked maybe up with that before of him like bailing hay in the summer, you know, and it's always made me respect to him or stuff. But the other thing too is that Eddie Eddie coached everywhere. I mean, he coached. I mean, you think about it, Arkansas, like SEC school today, you know, maybe back then maybe not the biggest thing in the world, but. Today, Arkansas still rings a pretty darn good bell.
1: Yeah, I mean he took him to the final four, right? Right. Yeah, right. I mean
0: and and then after Arkansas, he goes to Kentucky, like the, to the, the school. The, yeah. Um, the one of the blue blood college schools, you know, and coaches there, and then there's you learn about how that there's some other stuff. How there's, you know, um, it also gives me a great appreciation while I was watching the Eddie documentary because it kinda gives you a appreciation for someone's fame at the end of the day, how that the more and more you would become as, like, a bigger personality or bigger whatever, the more people are going to scrutinize you, look into every single thing you're doing, a little bit more on stuff with, like, the player tickets and stuff, yeah. supposedly, oh, and God. then...
1: Mailing the package. That was- right,
0: and then get into the alcohol thing, and then, it, you know... Um, it kind of seems like they were looking for a cop-out to get rid of Eddie. Right, right. And at the same point, though, but I it, it gets me appreciation because it's such something... That someone has, you know, I mean, the podcast gets some listens. Don't get me wrong. But it's, yeah, um, I don't think anyone, no one knows me at all besides from usually work or just friends or whatever. So it's, it gives me appreciation for that as well of how much scrutiny you can be under, how much of a microscope you can be under when you are at a sudden who has a, like a type of ESPN TV show type that airs, you know, walk into the barbershop one day and go, hey, you know what? I'm going to go for the perm. I'm I'm going to go was for a the fantastic perm, choice. and it fantastic. was a fantastic choice. Fantastic choice. And Eddie Sutton, larger than life character, all type of stuff. Then, of course, after the alcoholism and, and trying to get everything in order, he you know ends up at Oklahoma State. Which hey, go Pokes. He, I believe I can say this accurately. Um, Oklahoma State's Eddie Eddie Sutton's team in 2004 is the last team besides Kansas to win the Big Twelve Championship since
1: i believe i'm right on that yeah it's i mean it's been yeah, regular season I th- I yeah think there was been a there was a tie yeah. but no you're right yeah, I yeah. Think you're right yeah so and that was the year that jared jack unfortunately hit that layup yeah. right yeah yeah for uh yeah. that was so, such a sad because i mean the Elite eight beating jameer nelson mm-hmm. and the st joe's and then yeah gosh
0: that 040 man Graham brothers, brothers. i McFarland.
1: John Lucas the third, James on, on Curry. Curry, so many good players. And, I mean, you could we could do a whole another podcast on James on Curry's oh. career. Oh my gosh, um, what, a, what yeah. a story that is! And then you could also go off on Sean Sutton, who's like I, he was a great part in the documentary and just being open and honest and being vulnerable. Like I couldn't imagine. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was easier for him because he's been in the spotlight, um, before, um, but I couldn't imagine just opening up like that. Um, but that's just how much he loved his father. And he wanted to make sure that his father's legacy is intact. And, you know, and I'm just really thankful that, you know, Eddie, before he did pass, was able to get into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I feel like they were holding him out on purpose for some reason, which wasn't right. And it seemed like they have they righted it. But I will remember, I do remember the, one of the other funny stories from, the, I think it was from the doc, whenever Eddie was talking about um, being recruited by Iba and yeah. and being recruited by Fog Allen so the two schools deciding and he decided to go to OSU because Fog said hey I'm retiring so I won't be coaching you very long and but Fog told him like hey you should still come here because I've got a great player coming in and uh you should still." but uh, Eddie didn't listen went to OSU and the player he missed out on playing with was Will Chamberlain yeah. Will Chamberlain. <laughs> I wonder if he ever thinks that not, if Eddie ever, you know, went to like, dang, I could have played with Wilt Chamberlain. But I guess he's thankful. I guess he's happy the way things turned out because obviously he had this. Um, he had this amazing coaching career, right? Who knows if this would have happened if he went to Kansas? But
0: right, a- wolf does he go to Kansas and then he, you know, all of a sudden gets national spotlight or that's unprecedented ever because of Wilt and he's in the NBA or. Something or, you know, the, the, what else we go for forever, or he just doesn't play that much. Cause he's not needed that much. because we'll Chamberlain. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden Eddie's trying to pretty much the offense. Go. All right. Get what the hell to Wilt
1: <laughs> Yeah. Right. Right, right. Which, yeah. You know, just to, to, to cap it off, you know, you see Eddie when he was, you know, as, as we were growing into teenagers, the main majority we saw Eddie was at OSU and, mm-hmm. and older. Um, so we constantly saw him looking extremely unhappy on the bench Always looked like the Eddie like a, Scowl, the Eddie yep. Scowl, and that just couldn't be anything from the truth. He's an extremely nice man. Um, he's a happy man. He, granted, we talked about he battled his demons, but that yeah. scowl's not. That's not. I mean, that was just Eddie Scowl. That n- once that scowl is gone, he's the nicest man you could ever talk to. Right. Right. Um, Until he put you in the football pads. There so, you go. Until which he put I was kind of kind of hoping yeah. I got a chance to do, but I didn't. But, hey. Hey. Sorry, it, looked well, like, it looked like fun. Maybe not from Tony Allen, though. If I took a shot from Tony Allen in football pads, I'd probably be in concussion protocol. You're, you're putting on the
0: football pads in high school. And, uh, you know, and, and the, anytime we played in the driveway before, of course, you know, everything you know, happened right now. But, yeah, you're putting on the football pads before then. You're just mowing people down the driveway out here. I've learned my lesson. I, I
1: regret it. I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: No, no, I'm not even getting into, you know, um, how he beat up my dad one day and broke his rib. I'm not even getting into that. No, no, I still no, feel, I still feel terrible about that. No, no. I, 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 at the end of the day, I believe my dad already had a broken rib, didn't know it, and then I already oh, played with it.
1: Anyways. I did it to my dad once, though, and I just laughed. Well, see, that's, but that's a difference. My so your dad, dad is like 6'5, I feel like. My dad came into basketball practice and was touting in front of the coaches, saying, I could beat up Walter Still, duh, da 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 duh, Let's play. And I did a drop step, knocked the wind out of him and knocked him completely down. And he's like, who? Okay, we're done playing. Yeah. Little John. Yes. Mr. Agnich. Yes, that was, that was a good, that was a good idea. But what, what I did to your father was completely uncalled for.
0: No, no, it uh, it was it was interesting though to say the least because yeah, you know, my dad was like, all right, yeah, let's get keep playing. Where well, I'm good, I'm good, whatever, i will find good to go. And then like a month later, yeah, I think it happened with Walter, or it could happen on this other time. I'm not really sure, but it, either way, I'll take a fine. Either way, find me. Either way, y- you were you're playing as like six one, six two guy in high school. as like a center, so you 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 know you were yeah. going up against you know other guys in like what four A basketball. So you had to have the toughness then for sure um well okay let's let's finish out the podcast here let's talk about the thunders playoff like like how far do you expect the thunder to go what is your you know what's your expectation as far as like how the seating
1: finishes and
0: how many rounds they Dude, get through? It,
1: it's it's crazy but i like our chances in the seating just because we're going to be playing the bucks at the end when i think they're not going to be playing Giannis because i think they'll have first place wrapped up okay i think we have to play the lakers again but then again, I think the Lakers pretty much wrapped up first place. So these teams, yes, they're difficult. Um, however, um, we might be getting to play some, you know, teams without their stars. So I like her chance of seeding. It all comes down to when Dennis is going to have that kid. <laughs> is he going to have it in the first round, the second round, the last seeding game? Um, I mean, let's face it. Dennis is a huge part of this team. One way he stepped up this season is just the, on the defensive effort. I mean – Think about that Celtics game, that last game we had, um, not the preview Celtics game, but the regular season Celtics game where, you know, we were down, we were down one point and they came with the full court press and Dennis came running up and stole the ball, went up, made the layup. Um, so it, it, it's interesting to see. And it's also, it's like Darius Paisley seemed to have, has really developed during this yeah, at, this point, at least in the preseason, you don't know until we actually.
0: Yeah, and see these it. it's kind of warm scrimmages for sure.
1: Andre Robertson is shooting seventy percent from three in the preseason. Come
0: on, I mean, over the last three years, you're shooting seventy percent from three.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but and you know it's it, it, it's just I I'm, I'm so happy for Dre. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to reiterate that,
0: though, I mean, it's incredibly happy to see him back yeah. on the basketball court.
1: You didn't know all, he all did type ever of stuff. So, so exactly, it, what are you going to get from him? Um, how's that rotation? Because there's obviously uh, the between Abdul Nader, between Hami, between Terrence Ferguson, and between Robertson. Um, I think Billy's trying to figure out who gets the minutes out of those those rotation players. Because let's face it, you've got Dennis, you've got Chris, Shea, Danilo, Stephen Adams. Um, I already said Shay, yeah, uh, and then obviously Darius Baisley and Nerland's Noel have already submitted Darius Baisley, Nerland's Noel, and Dennis are the three guys off the bench that are going to be off the bench they 're going to get their minutes um but I really think it's going to go on a a, a matchup basis who's going to be if it 's going to be a Terrence Ferguson and Andre or Hamadou, um that's going to get those minutes, but it at least it gives you know Billy a lot of options. Cause it seems like in maybe years past where we had to rely on Russ and Kevin and Paul George so much that maybe not so much that if Darius is taking these steps, if Shay's taking these steps, I mean, Shay's already averaging 19 points a game, um, which is a huge step up from his first year. Um, Dennis has stepped up. Chris Paul is Chris Paul. He's still a superstar. Um, Steven Adams, you know, as long as he keeps running the room and he's so underrated on the defense defensive side he's you know he's like the quarterback on the defensive side saying where the rotations are um, when he's switching and really stopping um, what the easy baskets are in the NBA which is layups I know the three points we've we've moved towards the three-pointer but I mean shoot easy points in the NBA is layups on fast breaks and it seems like he's being able to get back which is amazing too I so I'm, so I'm looking at the standings
0: right now in the Western Conference. And unfortunately, after the Rockets win last night, they jumped to the Thunder for the fifth seed. So now it's the Rockets as the um, fifth seed. They would play the Jazz of the first round, the Thunder of the sixth. And they would play, of course, the Nuggets. I feel okay about the Nuggets. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not that worried about the Nuggets. Now, what would what worry me the most is... The Lakers, of course, but I don't think there's any way possible that we drop to the ninth seed. I don't think it's even mathematically possible, to be honest. It, or excuse me, eighth seed, of course. Yeah, I don't and, think it is. Um, so that would... And there's no possibility of Thunder to drop out the playoffs. That's absolutely we've already can, We've already yeah, made the spot. Yeah. So... Then I go into the Clippers, and after listening to a couple different, you know, Ringer podcasts yesterday, I'm not going to say I got this information just straight up from research because I did not, but I should well, have you known. Researched,
1: you researched the Ringer podcast. I researched,
0: yeah, I researched or, the Ringer. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Is that the Clippers ha- are still getting guys back? I mean, in yeah. game one, they played Joakim No, who hadn't played basketball in a year. Yeah, they have Montrez. A ton or, of minutes. They have Montrez. They didn't have Zubok. Yeah, they still, I think, are. No, they had Zubak. They have Z- well, but he's. I guess he just got back. to the Just got back to the team. Yeah. So, you know, normally I think he'd start or Harrow would start, and instead, yeah, Jokim Noah start, um, and play some of those minutes. Now, of course, the Clippers just had a good of a chance as anyone to win at the end. You know, LeBron took over in the literally last shot, but Clippers were right there at the end. So I'm not going to say. Oh, my gosh, they looked out of shape, all type of stuff, whatever. But the Clippers have not had a ton of time to practice with all of them together. And Thunder coming out and, let's say, gear up to another level, I'm not afraid of the Clippers. Now, I do not want to – I would not choose. So I'll say this way. I would choose out of all possible opponents here, the Thunder could play in the first round. Of basically anyone who's currently above them, if they, like, somehow the Rockets got to the fourth and the Jazz who, you know – somehow drop back to the North Thunder under because as Walter, you said before seeds really seeds, even two through uh, seven are pretty darn close because there's only six games apart. Um, seeds two through seven, but also the uh, three, four and five is extremely close or well kind of kind of two through six is extremely close Clippers are six and a half of the Lakers. So they've got Lakers have that locked up number one seed, especially after their win and then Thunder are ten games back of Lakers, so they're only four, you know, three and a half, whatever it is. So, or four games back. Excuse me. So, what I would say is, is that I would much rather, as a Thunder fan, see, um, yeah, you know I mean, um, see. The Thunder play first. I would say, all right, you know what? Let's go ahead and play the Rockets if at all possible. I really like that matchup because the Rockets are super guard heavy. The Thunder have guards to guard the other guys' teams. Then are going to really get up and get excited to play against Russ, all type of stuff. And, get, you know, oh, round I one. It would
1: be more of Chris Paul excited against Houston because anything yeah. they play. Chris Paul can he'll have the revenge bench
0: series. Bench. Yeah. yeah. And the whole Thunder team can kind of rally behind Chris Paul slash go, dude. We're not, you know, we're, we're not any rollovers. You know what I mean? Like, let's do it.
1: It's still sad though. I don't right. want to knock Russ out. No, <laughs> yeah, Russ. yeah. At but, the same uh, point, you kind uh, of like go. Eh. And also, Houston's just Houston is Houston. Like you, they're a weird team to play. Yeah, weird team um, to play. But yeah, no, yeah, better better playing Houston than the Laker teams. Bur- I mean, so so
0: so teams. yeah. So I take Houston over those. I don't really want to play the Nuggets or the Jazz in comparison to the Rockets as far as their matchups with Stephen Adams. But besides that, I'm down to play the Jazz. I mean, who's? I mean, I, I know they'd have Dom and Mitchell or whoever guard Chris Paul, and I know we probably have Dre who can guard Joe Ingles. You know, we're asking Paul George to guard you know Joe Ingles like we were two seasons ago, right? And so...
1: They're missing Bagdanovich, too.
0: They're they're missing Bagdanovich as well. And so I, I think i go Jazz next. And so, I'm, you know, I know I'm kind of going in order, and then the Nuggets last, but I think the Nuggets last because they're almost an unknown, and they played the Spurs so closely just in last year's playoffs or so. Even though, was, even though I think they were the two seed and the Spurs were the seventh seed, but still... You play a Greg Popovich coach team that well, I think that means that you're clearly a well-built
1: team. Well, no, so it's kind of weird. Jokic is a tough matchup for Steven Adams. We talk about Steven Adams being great on defensive side. Um, yeah. Jokic actually is is a little bit more finesse, and I think that kind of doesn't confuse Steven Adams, but it's harder for him to handle. He's more of a, a brute. Um, he's wanting to help on um, yeah. on point guards crashing to the paint. Um, versus having to actually do stand-up post defense, right. Um, right? I mean, it's not just Stephen Adams. Jokic scores on anybody. Um, he's just a great post yeah. player with you know very great, very good moves.
0: He's getting MVP votes. Stephen Adams is not. So I mean, yeah. there's there's your case right there. I, I would say I I'd really hope the Thunder could jump up to you know I guess jump up to like the fifth seed um, and not. I mean, you know, not necessarily be the sixth seed just because of the second round. Um, but then again, I kind of also go, you know what? Let's stay as the sixth seed. Yeah. Like, if we can't jump to the third, let's stay as the sixth because and then you don't have to play the Lakers. Yeah home, court, yeah, home court advantage. And, like, we, like, we've seen in these real games, like, all right, your logo's on the court and some of your fans are there. It's like video screens. And, and I've got
1: a beef with that, if I may. Yeah. I was looking at, because, you know, they have the fake seats on the board and mm-hmm. the fans' faces, Um, the last few games, there's a lot of empty seats. Yeah, Uh, did they not get their camera set up? What uh, did they try selling their ticket? What's going on, Calvin? I'm upset because if I was offered to be a fan at that game virtually, I would do it in a heartbeat. I wouldn't miss the game. There was multiple empty seats. See,
0: I'd I'd say it this way: multiple empty seats, definitely not good luck. Um. I would hope a requirement, period, is that, that at least in the future, they change some setting after last night's game where we saw, like, an overtime, maps, Rockets. And I know it's getting, you know, past 11 o'clock at night. I understand. But I hope for some of these games that do go like that, that go into overtime, multiple stuff, that are a ton of, you know, really, really exciting, there's just a button you can hit. And, like, if you want to just, hey, turn off your camera and leave – it defaults to like a photo of you, like your profile, you know, photo or whatever. <laughs> well, the Maver- just just so that there's something besides so like because an empty seat on a video screen <laughs> in a game with no fan, it's like it's there's horrible. just so many just there's things you're going through where you go, man, someone's gonna break this down on YouTube in five years and be like, why were they not not, you know, or whatever. Whenever we learn like what the incentives were or not, you know, or stuff for the fans that are virtually there now. You want to learn how they did that. You
1: said screenshot because the Mavericks had a screenshot of Dirk on one of the Yeah. (laughs) Yes.
0: Actually, um, shout out to uh, the Dirk one. And I can uh, tweet this as well. The guy who actually put that up, I know personally. Oh, hey. He is my um, mom or as some other people know, my stepmom's brother. He's a season ticket holder for the Mavs named David Ringrose and has been for several years.
1: Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Though.
0: We all were very excited down here in the basement. My uh, dad, mom and I, or dad, step mom and I, excuse me, um, were all very excited down here in the basement because we were like, hey, we, we know that guy. You know, <laughs> yeah. like yes, yeah. was was clear to they're like, How did Dirk show up? And I guess he doctored the photo and all type of stuff, whatever. Right. So right. it was very
1: That was a good idea.
0: Yeah, yeah. Very uh very interesting, very good idea, all of that type of stuff too. So so I'd say this Thunder, third to six seed hopefully play against the clippers right i think the thunder can get past the jazz this year but i don't feel great about it because they've beaten us before when i thought we had better guy when i thought we had russ and paul george um but then again going to try to get some hope so i'd hopefully say jazz i don't think the Rockets are realistic from out the stadiums are going to stand from the stands are going to go but who knows could all flip around of course then clippers and i think that's i think that's it unfortunately i think if the clippers i think the clippers will get to round two i don't think they look great they definitely don't look as good as the lakers they definitely have not as good of a time to practice together all type of stuff whatever it is lakers of course gotta you know we, we both know they're missing avery bradley and Rashawn rondo dude and you know bradley has decided to sit out and rondo did injury but that doesn't mean it's the Lakers great. are bad. Yeah, that yeah. does not mean the Lakers are bad I mean, at you know, if all. The
1: Clippers could get it together. They're a great team too. Yeah, but and the, yeah. Here, here, just to sum it all up. Right. Well, the last two years I wanted the Thunder to play the Jazz. The Jazz won. Last year I wanted them to play the Trailblazers. The
0: Trailblazers, Trailblazers won. won.
1: Yeah whatever I want, let's just do the opposite because obviously what I want doesn't work out.
0: I I have thought about that before too. (laughs) I mean, you talk about last year.
1: I want the Lakers in the first round. Let's
0: do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I want the Lakers in the first round or whatever.
1: Yeah. Because at at the end of the day, I still am
0: impressed. So I don't hate Damien Lillard. Like I have a ton of respect for the guy. I hate the guy. I, I hated how that series ended though. And the amount of people I just randomly found out that were working with me in San Diego, that were Blazers fans. Like, like, don't get me wrong. They had a bobblehead on their yeah, desk after, already. After that Right, shot. right. Like, yeah. like, don't get me wrong. Like, they had a bobblehead on their desk already. You know, they were probably whatever. And they did nothing towards me. Nothing. Hey, Galvin, you yeah. see the game. Nothing like that at all. Nothing or whatever. I brought it up to make fun of myself or whatever it was. But there were definitely quite a few people who all of a sudden were... Yeah, you guys see that game last night. Damon Lillard was going nuts. You know, wherever in the morning meeting, you know, or wherever we had. And I was like, yeah, we're and, all there. And and also one another one I got to work with that's uh um that's you know higher up the company in San Diego. He of course is also from Oklahoma and a big Thunder fan, too. So you, you know, they're kind of I think more talking to him than me. But I was also like, hey, no, no, no. Like that's an incredible thing by Damon Lillard, but they didn't have Nurkic, they didn't have um I mean, they just didn't have a center. Period. I was like, ah, dude, let's play James the Blazers. <laughs> yeah, I was like, ah, dude, let's play the let's play <laughs> the Blazers for sure. Like, we're gonna eat them alive.
1: And then, of course, they you know they go on to did happen. Take us down at the end of the meeting. Did they say okay, bye, Calvin? And they wave to you. Is that no, kind of, no, no. They no. didn't do that. They didn't do that. I mean, that kind of no. seems like a missed opportunity. No, they uh, like, Bye, and they wave, yeah,
0: you know. bye, yeah, wave at me or the other Thunder fan there. Um, no, no,
1: no that, no, that kind no, of seems no, like no. a opportunity. Yeah. No, no. Thankfully, Anyways, thankfully, uh, we started on a down note with the Sean Roberts' thing, and now we're back on a down note again. Um, so let's end on a good note. Thunder two thirty.
0: Yes. Thunder two thirty versus the Jazz. Thunder also get to play the. Um, so I'll say the schedule here for anyone curious as we end this one out. So Thunder, go ahead and play uh, Jazz Day as a scheduled home game for the Thunder of course to make up for the March 11th game when Rudy Gobert broke the NBA and and everyone entered lockdown. Um then uh home versus Denver Nuggets on Monday, then at Lakers, at Grizzlies. I I don't know why I'm saying home or away at any point. Uh then they play the Wizards, Suns, Heat and Clippers. So I No,
1: to bucks. Be honest, I thought we had Bucks in it, there. Says, no, it says Clippers no, no here on no the bucks. schedule. Okay, no yeah, bucks.
0: so Here's what I think is tough. If the Clippers are really still fighting to keep the second seed, that eighth that eighth game is going to be tough, really, really tough. Um, I f- I hope that Phoenix and Washington have sorted themselves out by the time we play them, so it's not as tough of a game. Now, of course, it's not. Does this just goes to say there's no reason for a team not to play hard in very final games? Yes, whatever. But if I'm a Thunder fan, I go well. Maybe the Clippers go ahead and head and only play Paul George and Kwai. 10 minutes you know or 15 to you know avert injury all of stuff in their final eighth game but they've already got their stuff locked up same thing with the heat um same thing with the lakers you know not today's game monday's game or wednesday's game you know but memphis is going to be fighting for theirs washington will probably have a lot of guys who are just fighting period just to be on an nba roster next year it's like kind of a showcase opportunity if they don't If they're not able to jump the magic, which doesn't look like they're able to Um, Phoenix, probably same type of deal, to be honest. And it looks like I need to be watching some Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, you know, and and see how they're progressing from everything I've read on Twitter. At least Heat are a ton of fun to watch. I cannot wait. That honestly is a game I'll be looking forward to. Duncan Duncan Robinson, Robinson. University of Michigan guy. You know, I mean, Duncan Robinson's story is so cool. At the end of the day, like, I don't know if you know about about, just about a story, but I I listened to the.
1: Like, shooting threes.
0: Yeah, he likes shooting threes a lot. But uh, I was listening to the J.J. Reddick NBA podcast or the Ringers podcast by, you know, J.J. Reddick hosts, the J.J. Reddick pod. Now, that's a good Um, player right there. Yeah. J.J. Reddick, I know you're a big fan of him. And this podcast with Duncan Robinson was awesome to hear because it was. I had no idea Duncan Robinson came from. Like, I think I knew it at some point, but I didn't know the full story clearly. And in his own words, it's impressive. He went to a real small school um then all of a sudden went to a real small like community college or juco then goes and like says no like he starts getting some offers and then ends up at michigan starts at michigan and then doesn't start at michigan and stuff and then all of a sudden finds his way into the draft and on the heats you know and you know and then doesn't get drafted of course um i think he found his way in the combine is what i was trying to say but you know all of a sudden He's on the Miami Heat as like an undrafted guy and yeah. killing it for
1: him. Uh, it kind of sounds like maybe someone like uh the Thunder have Lou Dort, who I completely hey. who I've completely left hey. off in the rotation place. And I uh, just hey. now admitted that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Another reason why I'd like to see Andre. the Rockets or I'm not afraid of the Jazz. Let's go
1: yeah, we've uh, we've got guards to uh, guard uh, your Andre, guard. We have uh, defensive guards. Andre guys. has blinded me in yeah. this podcast yeah. and made me forgetting about the Lutang clan.
0: Yeah. I think uh I think, you know, y'all figure out about Dre is is a real accurate thing when we're saying, you know, the rest of the league's forgotten about Andre Robertson. But then again, a lot a bunch of them are, you know, high fiving on, you know, and, and cheering for him as he made the three pointers and the scrimmages and stuff. So that's always good to see. I
1: wish he could have done it in front of fans, though. He yeah, that would have.
0: would, But then, hey, the next. Next Staying healthy and all type of stuff and everyone good to go for next yep. season, you know, hopefully he'll be in front of fans no matter what. Uh, he'll definitely still have. Roster spot somewhere in the NBA if it's not getting with yeah. Thunder because I think his contract's up this offseason yeah, it is and so, is. um, and the Thunder just signed Lou Dort so we'll see what happens with Andre's yeah. contract and if he gets back with Thunder or not. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, man, this Thunder team, it'll be fun to watch, dude. It'll be fun, it'll fun, to, it'll watch. Be fun to watch. Um, last thing to note: not wearing any blue jerseys for the final eight games. Only wearing jerseys that say OKC or Oklahoma City on him. final eight games.
1: Hmm. Interesting move. Interesting move. Really a rep in the Oklahoma city. And uh, we can't show the common respect back by just thanking them, but we have to threaten their tax breaks. That's how we reward them. See, we're going to end on such a cool note and on some stuff. I'm I'm eating pozole for dinner, and I'm just going to eat that hominy, and I'm not even going to realize it's a town. So forget you, hominy.
0: Oklahoma State representatives always make good names for themselves on the national stage, and with that, to say the least. Sorry, Calvin. It's all it's all, it's all Happy good. It's all good. Happy birthday! Yeah. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, honestly, great twenty seventh birthday to start out. You recording a podcast in the old basement. Uh,
1: my dad says we're gonna go put up some shots too.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Basketball shots. We're actually saying we're gonna go play some basketball. I'm not yeah, even, well, I'm not even yeah. saying that as like well, being sarcastic. i or,
1: the party. I'm telling you. I have right. text messages from the right. celebrities I will show you on my phone that oh, okay. said we are coming for the party.
0: You got some screenshots. I'll tweet them out, man. Yeah, the listeners yeah, can know. I
1: will. I will let you... Stri- well, I don't know if the celebs are cool with it because you know how they are. Uh, true. But, yeah, if you if you they had had verbal agreements. And too. they were going to come next
0: year. We're going to have this big party. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll take it for sure, Walter. Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, who's listening to the CGA Tour podcast. Please follow at the CGA Tour on Twitter and Instagram for more and we'll catch everyone again hopefully very soon.